When you become a widow, the heartache can be overwhelming. You feel lost, you feel broken, you feel alone, and sometimes you feel like the pain will never go away. I believe that every widow has the capacity to endure, the power to overcome, and the determination to create a new life filled with meaning and purpose. That's why I wanted to create a show called Widow 180. People tell me they come here for the positivity. They listen to Widow 180, the podcast, to be inspired. They come to Widow 180 to be reminded that they have options, that the pain of loss is not a life sentence. Widow 180 is about turning tragedy, loss, and fear into strength, creativity, and a new passion for life. My mission each week is to arm you with these powerful stories of transformation and knowledge so that you can navigate life after loss. I'm Jen Zwink. I'm so glad you're listening. Let's get to the episode. When you become a widow, the heartache can be overwhelming. You feel lost, you feel broken, and sometimes you just feel like the pain will never go away. But I believe that every widow has the capacity to endure, the power to overcome, and the determination to create a new life with meaning and purpose. And that's why I wanted to create a show called Widow 180. Widow 180 is about turning tragedy, loss, and fear into strength, creativity, and a new passion for life. My mission each week is to arm you with these powerful stories of transformation and knowledge so that you can navigate life after loss. I'm Jen Zwink. I'm so glad you're listening. Let's get to the episode. Good afternoon, everyone. In my recent interview with Melissa Pierce on Widow 180, the podcast, episode 45, I asked her a question at the end of the interview, and the question was this, what's the biggest change you've seen in yourself since becoming a widow? She said to me, trusting myself, relying on myself again to make decisions on my own. And first of all, I love that answer, but it got me thinking that this is something that I think most of us as widows struggle with. We've spent years as a married couple making decisions together, and now we're all alone. Everything is on us. All of the burden and responsibility is placed on us. It's a lot to take on, especially when we're also trying to grieve the loss. We suddenly don't know what the right answers are. We've lost all of our confidence in ourselves. We feel weak physically and emotionally. So mentally, we're just off. The words, I don't know, seem to flow out of our mouths multiple times a day. We don't know what we want anymore. And we get stuck in this lost and confused space and without the help that we normally get from our husbands. So we become paralyzed in fear that we're going to make the wrong choice. We've stopped trusting ourselves. We've stopped relying on ourselves over the years because we've always had a backup voice of reason. We had a teammate. We had someone by our side that that we knew were always going to look out for our best interests. And this is not a bad thing. This is a normal progression of a relationship where we rely on the other person for so many things. We want to include them and we want their opinion. So that's good. But now that's gone. And we're left feeling so utterly alone. Kristen Kirk and I talk about this in episode 21 of the podcast. And we talked about leaning on our husbands to back us up through those big decisions that we have to make. And 
you know, suddenly we're just like unable to make any choices, even about the smallest, stupidest things. It could be so stupid. Like my tire is constantly running low on air and maybe it has a nail in it. So you take it in and what do you do? Do you get a new one? Do you get a patch? I don't know. That's something I would normally ask my husband. It's like my brain does not have the capacity to shop and compare and know these things. So I just want my husband to tell me what to do. I don't know if it's like that for you guys and if it was like that for your in, re- in your relationship, but that's how it was for us. So other stupid small decisions like, should I get Netflix or Disney or Hulu or all of them? I don't know. I used to panic over everything. And I think that's pretty normal at first. Being thrown into widowhood is not easy. So those are the small things. Then you get into the big decisions. Like, is it time for me to get a new car? What kind would be best for our family now? What's the safest? Is it time for us to move? Do we stay in the house or do we sell it? Huge decisions that you have to now make on your own that can leave you paralyzed in fear, stopping any and all momentum forward in life. So what can we do about this? How can we start to feel better and more confident in our decision-making ability? One thing to keep in mind that may make you feel better is knowing that there aren't any wrong decisions or bad decisions or decisions that we should feel guilty about. I know you've heard the phrase, you made the best decision with the information that you had at that time. And this applies for all of us. We're making the best decisions we know how to make with the information that we have at that time. So we need to be, basically, we just need to be at peace with the decisions that we're making. And knowing that we can't make a wrong decision should help us and push us to stay on track. If we don't decide on things and get stuck in the perpetual, I don't know, cycle, which I'm totally guilty of, then that's exactly what happens. We stay stuck in limbo, paralyzed by fear of making the wrong choices. The only way to get out of this state of limbo is to, what? Take action. I talk about this a lot because it applies to so many different aspects of our lives. But there's the pattern that I want you to see. It's that action creates clarity. So imagine this. It's like that saying, if you're lost in the woods and every direction you turn looks the same, trees, trees, trees. If you're lost, you got to start walking in order to get out of it. You got to start moving in order to know where to go. The path will open up for you as you start going. Once we take action and make a decision and see positive results and that the world didn't fall apart, then what happens is you gain confidence. You think, hey, I did that. I did that. I did that all by myself. I freaking did that. I decided I was going to do that and I did it. It's all about taking those first steps one at a time to build up that confidence in yourself so that you start to really trust yourself again. I remember after Brent died, thinking that I still wanted to see the world. It was something that we Of course, we had talked about doing this together. We wanted to go to Europe, and we never got a chance to go. So a few years after he passed away, I decided to take Claire to do a summer trip through Europe, just the two of us. It was epic. I was alone, 
she was six years old. And I was so out of my comfort zone on so much of that trip. But it was amazing. It was unforgettable. We did everything, y'all. We did planes, trains, ferry boats. I rented a car. We went all over the place. So we got back, and the very next weekend was my friend's daughter's birthday party. So Claire and I go to the birthday party, and the kids are all in the bounce house thing, and the parents are standing on the side talking. And I was talking to my friend's husband, and I was telling him all about our trip and what we did and all the things that we saw. And he just looked at me and he goes, damn, Jen, that's ballsy. And I kind of stopped and I stood up a little taller and I felt so proud of what I did. It was him saying that to me that gave me even more of a confidence boost. Because if I can do that, I can seriously do anything. Take those small steps and work your way up to the bigger ones. So again, this is the pattern. This is what it looks like. Action creates clarity. Clarity gives you confidence. And confidence creates momentum. And then what? And then you're unstoppable. You're empowered. Now, I know I'm saying all of this. And it's not easy None of this is easy. This whole process of relying on yourself again without your partner, this is hard. All of it is so hard. Here are a couple of other things you can do. If you're feeling stuck, if you're feeling like you can't make a decision, give yourself a deadline, a little push to get something done. For example, if after your husband passes away, you have two cars. You don't need two cars. You certainly don't need to pay insurance and maintenance on two cars. So logically, it makes sense to sell his car. But emotionally, you can't bring yourself to get rid of it. That car was him. It encompassed him. It is part of his identity. He loved that car and you loved him in that car. This is a tough one. And you could be hemming and hawing on this one for years. Give yourself a deadline. Give yourself a month, a week, whatever. Make a pros and cons list. Do your research. The decision may be uncomfortable and even painful, but it's temporary. So make your pros and cons list. Weigh out all of the options. Give yourself a deadline. Make the decision. Be at peace with that decision and move forward. And finally, if you're still unsure and racked with worry, Look for signs that you're on the right track. What do I mean by that? Well, after Brent died and I was at a loss of what to do and where I needed to be, I had an experience when I had decided against all logic and reason to move to an island in the Caribbean for a year. And I made that decision about three months after he passed away. It made zero sense, really. For a solo mom to move her three-year-old daughter to a place thousands of miles away from home to a place where I didn't know a single person. But I felt in the deepest part of my heart that that was where we needed to be. I needed to be away from the noise and the chaos of what was happening around me at home. I needed to get away. And this was me relying on my pure intuition to figure out what was best for me. 
This was not a normal feeling for me either. I'm pretty practical. I'm pretty logical. But I had made up my mind to go. And I remember being on the plane with Claire by my side. And the plane had just touched down. It was the evening that we got there, that very first evening. And as we were sitting there, all of the passengers seated, waiting to get off the plane, I heard someone's phone ring, like a couple of seats away from us. And it was Brent's ringtone that he used on his phone. And my heart literally stopped in my chest. It skipped a couple of beats, and I felt myself holding back tears as we were standing there trying to exit the plane. I had been worried and I had been nervous and scared to death over what I was doing. And then when I heard that ringtone, I knew he was there with us. I knew I had made the right choice for me, for us. And he was right there with us on that ride. He was with us on that journey. And I felt peace and comfort come over me. Another story like this was my friend Cherie who talks about having to choose a new school for her son to go to after her husband died. So she went to do a bunch of the open house tours um, for the schools. And at one of the open houses, um, she had gone, she met all of the teachers, and she was walking out of the building to leave to go home. And she saw some art on the wall by some of the kids. And she said it was a rainbow. And that was a sign that she always got from her late husband. When she needed help or guidance or needed him, she always saw rainbows. So she knew that was the school for her son. That was the school he was supposed to go to. You can go back and listen to her story. You can listen to the, uh, the interview that um, she talks about that story in episode three of the podcast. So pay attention to those signs that we get. I don't know if you believe in that kind of stuff, but pay attention. The signs are there. You just have to slow down enough to see them. So let's do a quick recap here to wrap things up. Number one, big decisions, small decisions, all the decisions we have to make on our own as widows. There are no wrong decisions we make because everything unfolds as it should. We're always making the best decisions with the information that we have at that time. Number two, if you're faced with a big decision and you're feeling stuck about it, give yourself a deadline, a week, a month, whatever you want to set. Check all the facts, weigh all the options, go over the pros and cons, make your decision, be at peace with that decision, and move forward. Number three, if you're feeling unsure Look for signs from the universe or that inner intuition we sometimes push aside. Look for those signs that tell you you're on the right path. And finally, please remember this pattern. This is number four. Action creates clarity. Clarity gives you confidence and confidence creates momentum. And then what? And then you're unstoppable. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I hope you realize there really is no ceiling on what you can do and live and enjoy. It's so huge to start waking up for a new possibility and to start waking up to the fact that you are enough. So keep showing up for the possibilities. I'm so proud of you. You deserve all of the magic that's coming your way. Have a great weekend.
Thank you so much for listening to Widow 180, the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you're seeking daily inspiration and guidance, you can follow me on Facebook at Widow 180, the community, on YouTube at Widow 180, the channel, and on Instagram at Widow 180. If you're interested in more grief and widowhood resources, including our latest freebie, How to Get Your Life Back Together After Loss, a 10-step checklist, head over to www.widow180.com forward slash freebie. That's www.widow180.com forward slash freebie.